Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. today to please stand. And as always, thank you, God, for the presence of my mother. Jabretta Ashton Jones, please wave your hands. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When pastor asked me to speak, I pondered greatly and I prayed diligently, asking God what he would have for me to share with his people. I am so thankful and grateful for Plaster Classy for this opportunity to share with you how God's love turned my panic into peace. During the non-attack on America, while I was at the Pentagon, God put several scriptures in my heart. The Bible says in Isaiah 35, 4, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 41, verse 10. So, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with your righteous hand. Psalm 94, 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me through. 
But it was clear that Psalm 40 verses 1 through 3 began to enter into my spirit as I read it over and over. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned me to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mirror. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, Connie, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. You see, the Lord brought me out for he knew he had plans for my life. And oh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and protection. Thank you for the gift of life and for the breath that sustains life. Dear Lord, you are so precious that I thank you for your mighty power at work in me. I thank you for transforming me and renewing my mind. Gracious, almighty, and everlasting Father, our world changed with the 9-11 attack. We have seen how easily buildings can fall and how quickly lives can end. As I remember this morning, the 9-11 and those who died and the survivors made it remind us that you are our security. Lord, give me the strength to face the memory of this attack. Lord, touch and strengthen the family and friends, including myself, who are living with continued physical pain. May those of us who survived should not feel gratitude and not Give us your hope and peace. My blessings are many and my heart is filled with gratefulness for this gift of life to be able to share my survivor story on how God's learned love turned my panic into peace. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And the church says, amen. amen. My 9-11 survivor story. I have already shared with you the Bible passages for today's message. And it is with praise and gratitude for me to bring this message on how God's love turned my panic 
into peace. It began on September the 11th, 2001. It was a beautiful day, Kakao. And little did I know it would be a day etched in my memory for a lifetime. I came to work at 7.30 a.m. At 8 o'clock a.m., my co-workers were in a meeting. My mother, who had retired from the Pentagon, was watching Good America America and saw the entire crash unfolding. Within the hour, my mother called from home to say that a plane had crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. The staff was quickly gathered and my supervisors informed me everyone of the breaking news and advised us to remain calm until we receive more information. My thoughts began to emerge about, about the Pentagon being a target. I told my supervisor that I feel very uncomfortable. I think the Pentagon is next. I think this is a terrorist attack. I was wondering why the Pentagon wasn't being evacuated. My supervisor noticed I was trembling and tried to dissuade my fears and advised me to go back to my desk and work. I started praying for the victims of terror that just had happened at the Royal Trade Center in New York City. Saints within my heart, I felt something was going to happen. So I called my mother and I said, I love you, mom. And I may not live when suddenly a loud and explosive noise threw me out of my chair and slammed me finally to the floor. of my life flashed before me. I began singing hymns and praying and reciting Bible passages to calm my spirit. I didn't know where the plane was, 
but I knew it was very close. I didn't know it at the time, but my younger sister, Chantel, had called my mother screaming and crying to let her know that the plane just hit the side of the Pentagon where I worked. Moments later, I realized I was all alone, Reverend John. My co-workers who consisted of presidential appointees had fled the scene, leaving me behind. I stumbled my way through the dark smoke into the hallway, certain that I would die in the flames that was choking the Pentagon. All I could think was, I'm never going to see my family again. I stood in a frozen state as crowds of terrified people raced for the exit. A man saw me and noticed I was going in the direction where the plane had crashed. And he said to me, we must leave for immediate safety. I will help you. I was so afraid. I began to fight him because I didn't know which direction would be safe. And I also knew I had to call my sister Crystal. I had to find her who also worked there. I recall my mother saying, if any horrific situation happens at the Pentagon, to find each other and stay together. But the man grabbed me and raised his voice and said, we need to get out of the Pentagon right now. But I struggled with him screaming, but he refused. So let me go. He picked me up and carried me out of the burning smoke-filled building to his car. And I mumbled my home number, and he thoughtfully called my mom to ensure her that I was okay. I was frightened. My clothes were torn and blackened with smoke dust. It is my belief that that man who rescued me came to me as a God-sent angel. As he was driving me home, I tried to escape his car. He had to put the child lock on to keep me from jumping out. If that man mm, had not held me as I frantically tried to fight him off, Pastor Crosby, I am certain that I would have perished. When I reflect on that day at the Pentagon, I saw people having heart attacks, seriously wounded, 
crying and lying down and exhausted. Sirens were blasting. Firemen and rescue workers were scrambling. But eventually, I made it home. My sister, Crystal, walked 5.6 miles from the Pentagon to her house, Miss Thomas, in Washington, D.C. On a, on a lighter note, this is the one time my bougie sister didn't care about material things because she left her new Mercedes at the Pentagon. <laughs> I went through four of the five stages of grief. The first stage was denial. The second stage was anger. The third uh, stage was depression. And for some reason, I didn't go through the fourth stage bargaining with God. And it is with gratefulness that I reached the fifth stage of acceptance. My heart was bleeding daily of the people who perish, including a church sister friend, Ada Mason, and a man that was referred to as the candy man. He would see everybody at the Pentagon and would pass out candy while he was walking in the halls. Emma, I was in of the hospital every week. I have hearing loss in my right ear that stem from the loud crashing sounds of the airplane. I suffered with post-traumatic disorder, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and social media. Many people said I would never recover and I will never be the same again. My family members who worked there had made it out safely, but 100, 125 co-workers, including five of my close friends had lost their lives. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me thy down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, 
Thy rock and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will, and you will, dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Although I had worked at the Pentagon since 1989 for a top military commander, I could not muster the courage to go back. I couldn't shake the sadness and terror that overwhelmed my spirit. Little did I know I will feel the terrible aftershocks of that day for years to come. I couldn't even sit through an entire therapy session. My mother began to worry about those number of pills that I was taking to ease the flashbacks, anxiety, and guilt. You see, I just didn't know how to make it better. Some days, I didn't get out of the bed. Hate to say this, but I didn't shower, and I didn't change my clothes. And I was afraid to leave my own house. Doctors weren't working. Pills weren't working. I was seeking God's help. Yet, I saw no way out. I felt God had abandoned me. But a light in the darkness was my mother's words in her tough voice. You got to get yourself together, girl. You live for a reason. And she was serious about that. I went to Bible study with her one night at Alpha Street. And I heard her speak. I heard others speak about how God were working in their lives. I wanted so much to share my story. But the words were stuck in my throat. So instead, God put a song in my heart, and he lovingly lifted my feet towards the piano. And this old hymn slowly began to flow from my fingers. My panic, he turned my panic into pleas. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. 
just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Mm. I'm so glad I learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that I know that thou art with me. Wilt be with me till the end. Mr. Joe, it was a surreal moment for me. And my heart was filled with an overwhelming peace. God gave me that song for a reason. I felt him speaking to me through it. Open my heart to a new life and renewing my trust in him. I felt his joy flowing through me with each note, chasing away my anxiety and fears. After that seed of healing was planted in my heart, my trust, hallelujah, grew and my panic attacks began to fade. It wasn't until the 10th anniversary of 9-11 that I finally told my story to a trusted media friend, Cash Michaels, because I felt God telling me it was my time and my story could help others. September of this year will be 22 years. Though it may seem to be many years that has gone by for you, but for me, it seems like I find it easier to talk about my experience. Although it was the darkest years of my life, but it has drawn me closer to God. I still have minor setbacks, especially each September or when reading about other attacks. But now, when I feel overwhelmed, I lean on the Lord and play tears. Tears so sweet to trust in Jesus. And it reminds me that God's love is my armor and that he wrapped me in his loving care when I needed him most. Yes, just when I need him most. Jesus is near, just when I falter, just when I fear, ready to help me, ready to cheer, just when I need him most. I know it was only the power and love of the Lord and faith in him that calmed my fears in the midst of the terrible chaos. You see, in loving kindness, Jesus came 
my soul and mercy to reclaim. And from the depths of sin and shame, through grace and sin, he lifted me. From sinking sand, he lifted me. With tender hands, he lifted me. From shades of night to plains of light, oh, praise his name, he lifted me. I know that I can count on him. You see, his love healed me. Jesus can fill us all, Minister Cynthia. I praise God for the scriptures he had placed in my heart. Isaiah 35, 4, Psalms 23, 4, Psalms 27, 1, Isaiah 41, 10, Psalms 94, 19, Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. And I no longer worry about what my future holds. For, I, for Jeremiah 29, 11 said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. I must say this. And when I was a little child, I remember my mom would stand tall and stretch her hands out to heaven, singing, pardon for sadness, and a peace that endureth. Thine own presence to cheer and to guide, strength for tomorrow, and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. You see, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy praise has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Saints, he turned my panic into peace. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you and praise you, too. Your grace, your grace and mercy, your grace and mercy has brought me through his grace, his grace and mercy, his grace and mercy will do the same for you. Hallelujah. His grace and mercy will do the same for you. Trust God. You will make it through. You will make it through. I thought I wasn't, but you will make it through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My panic.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. His grace and mercy will see you through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.